welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. So, we record a few episodes ahead to keep the stress level down. If you have made it to this one, this is the first episode where we have an audience, for real, instead of some theoretical future one. Hello, all you awesome people. I want to start off by offering a huge thank you to our podcast mentors. I got great advice on how to make this a reality from some seriously awesome friends. I want to thank Navita at Raven Girls, that's R-A-V-I-N, and you can find her at ravengirls.podient.co, and Robert of Four Man Meta over at Muse on Minis for all the invaluable advice about getting off the ground. I also want to thank the Venture Maidens, no relation to our three little maids from school, for being a huge inspiration to me. You can find the Venture Maidens all over the internet and on Patreon. Sage and Celeste, if you ever hear this, you probably didn't know I was listening, but you gave really great advice and run a really awesome show. Last time on Carrots and Suffering, our heroes returned the badly cursed and mutated champion Riley to House Miev. She pales a little bit and says, oh, um, is he alive? If you can call it that. Oh. After using Speak with Animals, they learned that champion Riley was on some kind of mission in the Thorns, where he met a woman and found a crown but was attacked and ran away. He doesn't remember when or how he became like this, but then the next thing that he remembers after that is running from the insects. And he doesn't know why he was in the thorns, but he knows that he was there for a purpose. Sable learned of the death of her house's heir, Edgar Barathe, and hurried home to comfort her mother figure, who is as motherly as a box of rocks. It is with great sorrow that House Barathe reports the death of her heir, Edgar Barathe. As of today, Period. Services will be held tomorrow in a three-day ceremony. All are expected to attend. Jalen ran home to report the least offensive intelligence she gained to her father, which is that Meg Mason is a drunk, and then, against her better judgment, showed her sister where the Thieves' Guild entrance is, and her sister promptly got her butt kicked. Anyway, let's just not tell Dad, right? He won't hear it from me. Meanwhile, everyone at House Varathi was acting strangely and are all on high alert. Sable is being tailed by her guardian in the form of a cat, Champion Helena. How are you doing? Good? Let's see if I can insight something. It's a wisdom. 17. She's basically looking over your shoulder, checking the corners, eyeing people that walk too close. She's, yeah, she is. She suspects something more than just Edgar died of a heart attack. In the middle of the night, the promise Sable made to stop House Mason from doing blood magic was mystically broken, leaving her feeling the consequence. At 3 a.m., the windows rattle, the doors rattle. Oh God, There's it's a, a massive ghost, isn't it? <laughs> there is a rage-filled, curdled scream, and then it stops. Sable sits bolt upright in her bed, as if you had woken suddenly from some kind of nightmare. But you don't remember a nightmare. But you feel so cold, frighteningly cold. In the morning, Jalen is given the tough task of keeping her brother Isaac from getting out machoed and keeping her sister from machoing herself into future fights she can't win. You are asking me to be in two places at once. All right, let's get started. Okay, I am Nate, and I will be your dungeon master. I'm Sandra, I play Sable the Druid. I'm Mandy, I play Jalen the Rogue. I'm Julie, I play Sylpha the Wizard. Lord Evans, would it be all right if I went ahead of the entourage it would give me a chance to check out the suite that they have set aside for the family and make sure everything's okay yes please do okay 
So she sets out early, probably beating them by a few hours. Sure. We will start off with the crack of dawn on the first day of the funeral. No sooner does the first light hit that the Drury family arrives. Oh, yes. The Drury family was the the wheat lords who control the grain supply. Ostensibly, they are the wealthiest, most powerful family, although we might not know it because Drury is such a miser. At dawn, several wagons pull up and the smell of fresh bread can be sensed from across your house as clearly they were up baking all night. They roll in and several bags of flour are sent off to the kitchen and the Lord, his wife, and three of his children unload and head inside. Lord Drury has a lot of kids, like 16. By one wife? Yeah. Is she kind of queen bee-like? No. No, that would be my family. Oh, right. Are they very rabbit-like? <laughs> yeah, actually. All of the Drury children who arrive are 10, 14, and 16, roughly. So they brought a smattering, but left most of them at home, at least for the first day. From the top of the gatehouse, which pretty much anyone in the gatehouse can hear, and as we established in a previous episode, the gatehouse is a big stone house with all the guest rooms in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone shouts the names of all of the Drury family, and about 16 servants and four or five armed guards roll in and make themselves comfortable in the various rooms. Do I still have a cat following me? Yes. A second carriage pulls in shortly after, smaller and less elaborate, and out pops a tall, skinny, 16, 17-year-old with a lute, wearing kind of all white. You see a lot of little white feathers poking out of his hair as he takes his position with the Drury family in a side room. I think Sofa recognizes this person if she sees him. My question to you is, do you hide? Is he a Drury? No. No, he's a Herald. He's a Swanson. Do you hide? Does Sofa run and hide? I absolutely avoid being noticed she's not hiding she's being not noticed air quotes and i'm giving him a cold shoulder so he doesn't notice that you're here and does not approach you and so he will wander into the wing with the rest of the family an hour later several carts of wine arrive from house frikers although lord and lady frikers and their children did not arrive with the wine about an hour after that the frikers do show up and you've probably made it here by now sure Okay, so she'll come up to you and be like, hey, how's it going? Hi. How are you? Cygnus uh, is here. I saw him. Okay, so I know how you are. When we have a chance to catch up, I should talk to you. We should absolutely go somewhere we could talk a moment. I just need to make sure that I'm here when the mentors arrive. Okay, can we just wait for you there? I actually think that Lady Farathi might prefer okay. it. I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to... She Fine. just wanted to be a... Table. It's fine. She shrugs. There is another commotion. You hear people shouting in the distance as they're announcing the presence of Lady Miev, who has shown up. She comes in one cart. She unloads with just two guards and wanders in with no no gifts or anything, which is gauche. I'll, I'll send her on her back to let Lady Varathy know how Lady Miev has arrived, not just that she's arrived. The Pornino family arrives about 20 minutes later. They are the horse lords, so they arrive on horses, no carriages, and immediately go round back to a stable and fill it to the brim with their horses. They also don't bring any gifts. Jalen will say to Sable, look, uh, I did tell Lord Evans I would check out the suite for the Evans family. Oh, of course. 
It's a nice suite. No sign of problems. You do note that Lord Evans has been given the back furthest away, lowest ranking. <laughs> Interesting. In fairness, he's a rank lower than just about everybody else coming here. Because he's a Viscount. So that's not it's not so It's surprising. not that much of a snubby. It's not really a snub. It's not a snub. It's, it's okay. understandable, but okay. also... It's a status-based snub. Sure. A fact-based one. There are several rooms that are set aside for the Evans family. They're in good working order. You don't see anything out of the unusual. The mentors roll in and there is a large-scale announcement. They actually come with probably three dozen servants. Most of them are carrying banners. They arrive in a very fancy carriage and they unload Lord and Lady as well as the young Lord Mentor and the young Lady. Has Lady Varath shown at all? Nope. Then the Evans arrive, second to last. They come in in a modest carriage. Jessica, Isaac, and Lord Evans step out. They have Champion Laurel and a couple of other house champions with him. They don't bring any servants, really, just muscle. I'll step up and say I'll show you the way to the suite. Thank you, Jalen. Please do. And I'll tell them who's around and above us and whatever. They will all listen intently. Jessica, for her part, appears to still be a little bruised, but she's wearing a lot of makeup to cover up her bruises. Is she dressed nicely? She is. Is she moving stiff or is she... She's moving a little stiff, but you're not sure. She might have armor on under her dress. Of course. And then the Masons arrive. Mm-hmm. They make a very small display as a tiny modest cart shows up. It is a carriage. It's been freshly painted purple. You can tell it's kind of run down a little bit, but uh, the fresh coat of paint hides most of the problems. And they arrive with just two horses. About four family guards show up in a, in a cart, uh, just a wooden cart after that. And about six servants arrive with them and they unload and do not appear to have brought a gift. However, they do not go directly to their room. Instead, they go through the gatehouse and into the main lawn. In the main lawn, there is a old fountain that is this fairly run-down, 6th century old stone fountain. Sandra, how about you tell us what the fountain looks like? Considering that she is a druid, I would say that this has, the bottom of it looks like roots that have risen up out of the ground, formed so that they curl inward to make a space for the water to come. Yeah, I'm going to make it a willow tree. So it's, rather than having actual branches, it just has pieces of that stone coming out so that we have thin tendrils of water that come down off of the fountain. It has been crumbling for a while, so the prettiness of that waterfall has been weathered with age. So it, does it run? or is... I would say most of the time, probably not, but I would say right now it probably is. It's definitely leaking. It's causing puddles to form, and you're pretty sure nobody's going to leave it running for long. The masons stop in front of it and appear to be waiting for something. Perhaps they're going to make a display of repairing the fountain. They are the last to arrive, and shortly thereafter, Matron Varathi comes out of the back of the manor. She is attended by... Four of her inner circle. You recognize all of them, Sable, and know what they look like without clothes on. <laughs> so that's the inner circle we're talking about. And they approach the fountain because that's the first lords and ladies that they meet. And no sooner does she stop in front of it that Meg pulls out a masonry hammer with a red handle and taps the edge of the fountain. And it is brand new looking instantly from top to bottom. Oh, God. My jaw is just like, 
I, may, I, I will probably not manage to keep myself from saying out loud, by the gods. Meg takes her hammer and kind of twirls it and fumbles it a little bit and catches it, sort of shoves it into her masonry belt pouch that she's wearing with her dress, and then turns and rather triumphantly marches back towards their rooms. The masons fall into line behind her, and as they enter the guest house, all eyes are on them. Over in a corner, my eyes are squeezed shut and I'm shaking my head. I'm like, no, no, no. So no. a servant comes running into the Evans family rooms and says, The Masons just restored a fountain, like snap of a finger, restored a fountain from, from like nothing to something. Lord Evans turns around and goes, Oh, they found their magic again. Oh, God. Jessica leans in and goes, Well, that bitch is dead. Jalen's going to pick this time to just sort of be quiet. Mm. <laughs> Actually, Jalen's going to go, Which magic? Oh. Well, the Masons have always been known for their stonework, but also their magic in crafting stone. And as far as I can tell, they haven't had it for 60 years. Apparently, they got it back. That makes Meg a prime contender, which shifts her from lowest contender. I'll walk up to the matron and I'll say, My Lady Varathy, do you approve of the gift? How nice. I didn't know they could do that. It's very impressive. It does, however, distract a little bit from our purpose, which is to mourn Edgar's passing. But I think we'll thank him. If you'll excuse me, I do need to find Lord Mentor. Do you need me? No, no. Now that everybody's here and settled in their rooms, I think you're fine. Thank you for doing extra work this morning. I appreciate it. Of course. I am hurrying away with my friends, hopefully following quickly behind. Jalen will ask something similar, like, if you guys want to get settled in, do you mind if I... Split for a little bit. Lord Evans says, I do mind. One one thing I need from you before you go. Actually, Jessica, Isaac, listen up. It is very important, extremely important, that all three of you are seen being very kind to Meg today in public right away. Unfortunately, if something were to befall Meg as a result of her status now, I would prefer that no blame fall on you. So get out there and look social, damn it. Okay. And for the morning, there's a very low-key party going on as the nobles mill about between their rooms and also out in the lawn near the fountain. The fountain gets a crowd going for most of the morning. Every time somebody says something about that fountain, I'm just curling even more. Sable does not look well. I'm sure the cat notices. I, I don't know that the cat would know what to make of that. Kind of forgotten about the cat at this point. So are you in the treehouse? Oh, yeah, I went after the fifth person said something wonderful about the fountain. I just couldn't take it anymore. The one other thing is House Drury brought the entertainment in the form of one very promising prodigy bard. His name is Cygnus, and I hate him. But he's extremely talented and beautiful, and somehow his miscellaneous white feathers have come in perfectly symmetrical. Let's let's just go. So you guys rendezvous at the treehouse. You've got a little bit of time. This is terrible. This is so terrible. So something happened to Sable. Do you remember the ghost? Boy, howdy. The murder victim? The one who was slaughtered for her blood so that they could do their blood magic? Yeah, she screamed in my room last night. What? Wait, was she here? No, but we made her... I made her go away by promising her that I would make sure that they didn't continue their history. And they just fixed a fountain. I told you I saw over Lady Mason's shoulder... There was something, it's like it's inside me. We have to expose them. Are you hearing me? Yeah, we have to expose them. She's looking at Sylpha. 
Is the cat there, by the way? Do you let the cat into the treehouse? Well, it wouldn't have occurred to me. Then the cat is in the treehouse. It's just now occurred to me. Do you want them to stop doing blood magic or not? I, I do. The best way to do that is to expose do, them. Uh, well, I look at the cat. There's a cat. It's an orange tabby. I will roll nature. With some stripes. Or arcana. Natural 20 on arcana. It looks exactly like a cat, but it's not aloof enough to be a cat. I look I look to the cat, because Sable's looking at the cat. And then I look at Sable, and I look at the cat. I'm sorry, I forgot. This is our private sanctum. I was distraught. I open up the door. Could you give us a private few minutes, please, to the cat? The cat is a servant of House Varathi. Consider it a spy. Of course it is. So the cat looks at you, and you've never seen a cat give you, like, skeptical eyes before, but this cat (laughs) pulls off skeptical really well. And then instead of going to the door, it, like, does a, a wrap around the room and, like, looks out the window and then comes back to the door. And then steps out. Okay. Uh, look, I don't have a huge long time. I'm kind of on double duty, making sure Jessica doesn't do something stupid and Isaac doesn't do something Isaac-y. I don't know. But So I, I was trying to explain to Sable. I read part of the book. Okay. And, well, it's evil blood magic. I told you blood magic was dark and evil, but... The way the book lays things out, blood magic is an ancient practice, and it's more like what you do with the magic that's bad versus... What, the slaughtering of their various servants? Of course! I would never kill an innocent person to use their blood to do magic, but there's other ways to do blood magic. I seriously doubt that they did anything other than that. I Otherwise, we wouldn't have a screaming Mimi in her room and a cold hammer on my heart. Well, right? I'm not wrong, am I? Well, no. So does that mean, yeah, we have to expose them? We have the means to do it. We just have to do it right. Oh, God, what does right mean? How can we do it without implicating ourselves? Maybe the cat could help. We have the book. We have the jars of blood. So we have the means. What I'm saying is that maybe she could give us the... You know, I mean, it's not exactly like I've done something like this before. I just thought that she might have some ideas. I open the door first. There is a woman standing there. She looks mildly irritated. Hi. Come on in, please. She steps in. So, blood magic? I hope you understand that this is very, this is very delicate. I can tell. And I know that you'll keep our secret. Okay. Sable was going to talk to you. Well, there's no time like the present. She didn't get a chance to. Well, we only got back last night. So uh, I'll fill her in the story. That when we were at the Masons, there was a ghost, and in tracking the ghost and fighting it, we discovered this, that the secret of the Masons' power is blood magic. And that very likely it is murder that is powering these, likely the murder of servants. Also, we found a room... Full of shelves holding jars full of blood. And it wasn't like dried and coagulated and whatever. Like it had, they'd obviously been down there for some time. In fact, Jalen opens her back and pulls one out. And I stole one. Also, I kind of, well, I mean, we were in a dire situation and this ghost had intended to commit more murder. And I promised her that I wouldn't let the Masons continue the practice. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'm going to advise you to do. We have evidence, but if it gets out, well, we fear for our lives. Yeah. Did the Masons see you in the house that night? Absolutely. 
In oh, fact, yes. Lady Mason saw us in the room where the ghost was okay. murdered. All right. So she she explicitly said, "We can't have this getting out." I'm just going to tell it. I'm just going to tell you how how it is. This is how it is. If a rumor gets started, it doesn't matter who starts it. If it's even remotely true, you're all dead. And Sable, as your guardian at the moment, I forbid you from saying a word about this to anyone. Understood? What if the broken promise kills me? Worst case scenario, it might. But I can sure promise you if you do something with this information, you better run for the thorns. Your odds will be better there. Do you think we could stop them? Get the hammer away? I think it matters not if you take the hammer. Are you sure? Yeah, I think they can just make another hammer. I mean, I don't know how the hammer works. You could try stealing the hammer, but again, if that hammer is ever seen again... And they have books. Well, then what are we supposed to do? But perhaps if the books could get out. Look, Silpha, I appreciate your brainstorming on this matter. Please do not get Sable killed. I have one job. Here's the deal. Maybe you'll come up with some stroke of genius, but the the only possible way you're ever going to be able to eat food again without someone testing it, the only possible way you're going to be able to sleep without the door locked is if you just let this go. That's precisely what I'd said. I honestly don't even think if you could prove it to Lord Mentor, the consequences would be fast enough to save you. So I'm going to pretend that this conversation did not happen. Sable, I'm supposed to be watching you. But now I'm uncomfortable, so I am going to leave and just, you know, don't take candy from strangers or something, please. All right? Keep yourselves alive. Thanks for your wisdom, Champion Helena. Oh, my God. And she walks out. Jalen is also going to hand over her jar of blood to Silpha and say, put this with yours. The next chance we get, we're just going to throw them into the thorns. Silpha is, like, balling up her fists. And Do you realize if I get caught with this book and these, these jars of blood... The kind of rumor that could get out about me? Do you realize that I do have hiding places? It's my house. All right. Who's going to hide them? Because that's a dice roll. I'm excited. The stealthy person. All right. I have to have some sort of hidey hole. Oh, yeah. I mean, it can be in your room. You actually probably have several on the property. You know, there's like a hollowed out tree trunk over there and a few other places. Yeah, but I want one with a lock. Okay, that's probably in your room. Right. And very few people are going to go into my room during that. Certainly no one with non-malicious intent. True. I've got two places. We can put the book in one and the vials in the other. So I have to have a place that like I have managed to carve out with my little bit of druidic stuff like in the floor. That has a lock in it. Jalen will rig a trap over it and show you. Because she's going to put a poison dart to trigger. And so do not open this without releasing here and here so that you don't get stuck. I'm going to roll an intelligence or no, wisdom to think of the best place that I could possibly hide this. Sure. All right. That was actually a very good roll. How about a 21? There is a very small library where you could just shelf it. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. A curious wizard wouldn't walk past and open every book until they found the right one. No, no, very unlikely. That sounds like someone we might know. Yeah, yeah, we do know somebody who might do that. That is true. There is one person that might do that. But we can keep the library locked. All right. I need a either deception or stealth. Thirteen. You duck in the library, and as you guys are coming out and locking it up, the servant walks up and says, what are you, what are you doing? I was just, Sable had told me about some of the Lady Varathi's collection. I was browsing. 
And it reminded me that perhaps we don't want people browsing idly while Lady Varathy is mourning. Oh. Can we keep this room latched, please? Certainly. Thank you. Roll me history or insight, Sandra, whichever you prefer. For Sable. Wisdom, I'll do insight. Sure. Eleven. Cool. They're going to keep this thing locked for you. I'm going to check on it later. All right. Is the cat back now? No. Cat's leaving me the fuck alone? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is bad. She thinks I'm going to die. Cat's throwing you under the bus. <laughs> I should go back and make sure Jessica and Isaac aren't in trouble. You said you were double booked. Did you need help with something? If you could help me look out for one or the other, that would be awesome. You know, you and Isaac might have some things in common to talk about. Please, go ahead. I could talk about magic for hours. All right. I don't know if he... He's sort of the aloof sort, so you might have to be persistent. Be a social butterfly. A motherfly. So you get back to check on Isaac and Jessica. Isaac is nowhere to be seen. Is his room closed? Uh, yeah. So he's probably in there. So I find Jessica. Yeah, you find Jessica. So Jessica is drinking lots of water, sitting quite a bit. Can I tell that she's got stuff on, like armor on under her dress? Perception would be great for this. Uh, 14. Yeah, she does have some some light leathers on underneath her dress. You can also tell she is trying really hard to not let on that she's injured and she's pretty injured. Jessica, can you stand up for a second? Uh, yes. All right, so she's going to go around to the back where her dress laces up and undo it and pull the leather armor off and then put the dress back on. You're going to make a much better impression on your husband-to-be if you don't look butch. And she's going to give her a shit-eating grin. Well, maybe I want a husband who wants a woman in armor. Well, why don't we go find Malik and see what kind of wife he wants? Fine. Lead on. Can you smile? I'll try. Just grind your teeth. It looks the same. All right, you guys arrive at the chapel. There is a large outdoor area in the back of the manor house near, pretty near the thorns that is a place where the druids do worship. You know, it's not the place, but only you know that. Mm -hmm. And like six other people. Yeah, everybody files in. Edgar's body is out on the grass on a sort of bed of sticks and pine needles and a small pyre that looks like it will eventually be burnt. And the matron steps up and leads a long prayer. It's mostly a, a string of poems about mortality and the circle of life. And it goes on for a good 45 minutes. At the end of the 45 minutes, the matron says, I would like to thank House Jury for the entertainment they brought. Please come up, Cygnus. And Cygnus will bound up to the front. <laughs> Very excited. Then he will begin doing a very somber funeral dirge that goes on for a good 15 minutes. I will permit this to go on because a funeral is not a proper event to make a scene and <laughs> embarrass one's ex, even though one might really want to. And then he wraps up his funeral dirge with a few words where he says that he recently has his heart broken and so he can understand the loss. And Silpha is just like bawling up her fists and, and, and she can't hide it. You see her like very pale cheeks just going red and you know she's furious. 
Jalen's just going to reach out and put a hand on her arm. He then makes sort of like a, a sad face and the crowd sort of swoons with him a little bit because he's he's definitely on his game. Her mouth is drawn to this thin little line. The matron steps back up and takes back over the ceremony and thanks young Cygnus Swanson profusely and says he'll have a bright future in the court and we're all so lucky to have House Drury patroning such a, uh, a bright and talented individual and sends him back to his chair. And then she proceeds to finish the sermon, which goes on for another 45 minutes. It has uh, a you know, big group chance. Looking around the audience, everybody seems to be, you know, at least pretending to follow along. Uh, there is no sign of Isaac anywhere. Really? He pretty much no-showed. What about Meg? Oh, yeah. No, Meg is absolutely here. And she's gotten a lot of attention. I mean, like, most of the other nobles' children are sitting around her, mm-hmm. telling her about how great she is. Jalen's going to nudge Jessica and be like, go be nice. I'll be over soon. She hands you a knife and says, hold this. And she marches over like she's heading into a fight. So Jalen's going to tailor. <laughs> but when she gets there, she turns the knife on. Uh, let's see if she can kind of keep it together here. Yeah, she actually does a a real good show of it. Like, you're pretty impressed. That's more nice than you've ever managed to pull off yourself. It's certainly the nicest I've ever seen her. Yeah, you know the real Jessica. Yeah. This is not real Jessica. Oh, I know. But I didn't know she could lie like that. Yeah, no, she's pretty talented, it turns out. All right. So the service ends, and we will now have an evening together as friends. Please enjoy the grounds and each other's company. I must remind you all. This is a somber event, but Edgar would not have wanted us to spend all of our time crying. And then she will walk off the stage. Once once sounds start up again, mm-hmm. uh, I will turn to Champion Helen and say, I hope you're not angry. I don't have any reason to be angry with you, Sable. Why is something wrong? I feel out of sorts at this event. Well, funerals are like that. I am not putting on a good show. No, you're doing just fine. You look like you're at a funeral. Stay out of trouble. Oh, and um, she leans in close to you and says, Do you like that Meg girl? Uh, I... Mm-mm. <laughs> but I don't say the mm-mm. I just kind of go, I... And I shake my head just a little. Okay, well, don't hang out with her much this week. I think she uh, got a little too much attention. And she will turn and walk away. Silpha, what's your passive perception? Twelve. Passive insight? Also twelve. Alrighty. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Cygnus. Cygnus seems to be having a wonderful time. He gets a lot of attention. Not as much as Meg, but a fair amount. In fact, a a number of very attractive servant gals are spending a great amount of time. Tell me what the story is of what happened with Cygnus. Just he was a very charismatic bard. We had been friends since middle school when we were both ugly ducklings. And when he became very handsome and charismatic and successful bard, we were going out together. Very serious, at least from Silfra's perspective. And at some point, things got real serious. And then he like publicly stood her up they were going to go to an event or something and he just no showed and brought someone else dang so we're watching him get attention and- no i'm very much not watching him Silfa is watching him in a 
brooding sort of matter. I could crush his voice box. I would love for him to be mute. This is not the occasion. I could entangle him in brambles. We, we could set his loot on fire. I know a berry I could add to his wine so that he's flatulent for the rest of the week. We could hang him upside down by his ankles and pluck all those feathers out like we're going to roast the holiday goose. I love all these ideas, but you really, this is a funeral. Yeah, we're just trying to cheer you up. Thanks. It's working. (laughs) Seriously, two berries. It's animal facts time. Today we're talking about swans. Baby swans are called cygnets. Julie's very into naming things, hence Cygnus Swanson. Also interesting, male swans are called cobs. Female swans are called pens. A group of swans in the wild is called a herd, while a group in captivity is called a fleet. Unlike Cygnus Swanson, swans typically mate for life. Swans are among the largest flying birds at over 30 pounds, and they can fly 60 miles an hour. Swans reach adulthood at the age of 4 and can live for 20 to 30 years. They can have 3 to 9 eggs at a time, and interestingly enough, do experience a divorce rate, which has been tracked at 6%. Swans are also known for their spectacular memory, remembering people who are kind or not for years. Keep that in mind, Silpha. Back to the show. The party starts going, and you see immediately what you recognize as uh, hobnobbing begin. People being seen, being seen. Yeah, and the nobles are actually spending quite a bit of time pairing off and having private conversations. The children are running around everywhere. They're also having conversations. Is there any sign of Isaac? Nope. The main two things that I'm watching for is I'm watching to see what Lord and Lady Mason are doing. Like, are they watching us? Are they paying us any attention? Are any of their servants paying us any attention? Uh, Lord and Lady Mason have not noticed you in any way, shape, or form. The guards are always within 10 feet of Meg. And Lord and Lady Mason are pretty much 15 to 20 feet behind her at all times. Does Meg even notice us? Not unless you go up to congratulate her with all of the other people. Absolutely not. There's a lot of people being seen being so kind to her right now. Is Jessica also being kind to her? She is. Okay, good. I'm going to leave her for a second and go back to our suite and knock on Isaac's door. No answer. I'm going to knock again. No answer. I'm just going to keep knocking. (laughs) Uh, Isaac, are you in there? You have to come out to this party. I know you hate this shit, but you have to go. (laughs) There's no answer. Isaac, she's just going to keep knocking. Did you try the knob? I'm going to check for traps. Okay. (laughs) 18. There is no trap on the door. All right, I'll try the knob. It is locked. Uh, 19. Yep, you pop the lock. All right, I'm going to open the door. There is no one in there at all. Not in the closet. No. I'm going to look out the window. Is there any sign that he climbed out that way? The window is open and unlocked. Fuck. Um... I'm going to go back to the party and say to Silpha, do you have a way to find somebody? I have no magic means to find someone. Because I can't find Isaac. Is there a druid spell that lets you locate an object? Locate object, but I believe druids also have detect magic. 
It is not a, a spell that Sylpha has. Oh yeah, I can do detect magic. It has a radius, so you could wander around the party and see if there's anyone around magical. When he's probably got magic items on him. Is Champion Laurel at the party? Yes. She'll go up to him and say in a very low voice, I don't know where Isaac is. Check his room? Yep. I'll look for him. He's got to be around here somewhere. Sorry about the goose comments. Yeah, I'll get you back. And he wanders away. All right. Do you, do you want to try? It's entirely up to you, if you wish me to. I think it would be a good idea, in light of things, to know where he is. I will go someplace where nobody can see me casting Detect Magic, and then I will come back. What is the duration on Detect Magic? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, so for ten minutes you can wander around. You can choose with ten minutes to see everyone who's outside, or you can choose to look in the guest room buildings, or you can choose to look in the main buildings. One of those is going to burn through your ten minutes. Where would you suggest that we focus, knowing Isaac as you do? Perhaps he's snooping around the guest rooms. Do I get an advantage? It's Isaac. You do get advantage on your brother. Oh, no. Five. <laughs> He's a slippery, slippery man. You thought he was in his room. That's where you thought he was. Yeah, th- he may have slipped out the window. He may have opened the window to make it look like he slipped out the window. The if- main house. The main house. All right. Because you don't want him wandering around finding things. I'll check the main house. All right. Let's go to the library. It's where I would go if I wanted to be alone. Yep. That's a great start. Okay. Is it locked? Nope. Of course it's not. Is there anything in there? When you open the library and walk inside, most of the books are mundane. A lot of them talk about magic, but are not themselves magic. There is a little bit of magic coming off of the one book that you are aware of Mm -hmm. in this library. There's also a couple of spots of very faint magic on other books. But you're guessing it's mostly like keeping them from falling apart because they're old. And nobody. I need you guys to roll me perception. You including me? Well, everybody who's going to look and see if they can find someone in the library. 21. Oh, wow. But as you're looking around there, you catch sight of a servant who is kind of ducking back out the door as you guys are looking through the, the two or three stacks. She's going to throw a knife to like thunk in the wood like near his head. Uh, it is a her. You know, just roll a don't roll a one. Five, I'm not using that. You get a little <laughs> closer than you intended. Um, Cut off a lock of her hair. <laughs> she kind of freezes in place, turns and looks at you. Hey. Hey. What you doing sneaking around there? I just like to read. And She's a servant? I don't, yeah. And I don't think <laughs> I'm supposed to be in here, so I was just going to leave when you arrived. What's your name? Does it start with an I and end in sack? <laughs> no. I'm Leslie. Which house do you belong to, Leslie? I just want to know if she's lying. How'd you do? The 19? So she's definitely not giving you her real name. It might be that she's trying to, to avoid getting into trouble. I'm going to roll insight. You can have advantage. There's magic, I'd know it, because I have detect magic on. Oh, yeah, this thing is a glowing ball of magic. This is more magic than you have seen on a person who was not actively casting magic. They reach through the magic. I try to. Uh, roll me an intelligence saving throw. So my intelligence saving throw would be a 19. So you guys both walk towards this person and they like start to get really uncomfortable and like start edging towards the door and you reach out to touch her, Sable. With gloved hands. You sort of get the chest and that, yeah. that is not a breast. Yep. That's not a real breast. Hi, anyway. Isaac. <laughs> she clears her throat and says, 
I would prefer if you called me Leslie. Can I help you with something? Isaac, you have to go to the party. You have to make nice, and you have to go flatter Meg, and you need to go meet Harriet. Come on. Isaac, would you prefer I go for you? And you appear as Isaac. He, she says, no, no, I have a duty, I guess. But thank you for offering, Silva. She's going to reach, Jalen's going to reach the side of his head and pull the knife out of the wall. Be like, okay, let's go. Uh, I think actually you as Isaac walk with Leslie as Leslie and head on out. You guys head back to the party. Because there's plenty of time. I can see who's wearing lots of magic stuff. So as you wander through the party, Meg is wearing a hammer that glows intensely. She's wearing it? It's on her belt pouch, but it's it's a hammer uh, and it, it is very magical. Matron Varathi has magic on her. Champion Helena has magic on her. There are four attendants to Matron Varathi who all have magic on them. All of those are druids except for Meg. Even when Isaac is Isaac, there's a lot of magic coming off of Isaac. And there's a little bit of magic coming off of Lady Miev. But for the most part, everybody else seems pretty mundane. All right. As you get back to the party, Isaac will turn back into Isaac and wander around. Silpha, will you give me a... Let's go with intelligence check. That's just a seven. You got nothing. Anyway, Isaac heads into the party. Jalen will stay with him. She'll like hook an arm through and be like, I can introduce you to people if you want. Yeah, all right. Who are we going to meet first? Uh, well, I know Meg, and you're supposed to flatter her, so we'll do that. So you walk up to Meg. Meg says, oh, Jalen. Hey, Meg. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to see you. And she swoops in for a huge hug. Witchy fingers. Uh, you see servants from House Evans have wine, and there are guards from House Mason actively, like, standing between them and Meg. I am going to check out, like, the situation of the hammer, like, if it wasn't such a conspicuous situation. Like, how doable? So you're checking out the hammer. This is, like, probably investigate. Yeah. How'd you do? 13. So the hammer is basically through a loop. You could probably get it away from her, but it's a big object. It would be hard to... It would be hard to do subtly. You think you could get it away from Meg without Meg noticing, but it's big enough like anybody nearby would... Would see we do it. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's too exposed. I would like you to roll me an intelligence check, though. Uh, 16. You recognize that hammer. It was hanging on the wall in the basement room you uncovered two nights ago. I'm going to pull back and be like, have you met Isaac, my brother? Stepbrother? Oh, um, Isaac, yeah. Oh, no, I remember Isaac. He was um very briefly in the finishing school. Yeah, that's right. You're ahead of us, though. And she steps up and extends a hand. And he reaches a hand out and says, Hi, Meg, it's nice to meet you. Do you have any interest in magic? And she says, I do. I have this hammer. And he's like, can I can I see the hammer? And she says, well, let's, let's see if Isaac <laughs> can charm his way out of a paper bag. Nope. Nope. He oh, can't. Isaac. And she she goes to reach for it, though, like instinctively, and then says, oh, I'm not supposed to let people look at it. I'm sorry. It's family secrets. And he says, I understand. I understand. Has she been drinking? You think the guards might be not guarding her so much as keeping the wine away from her. Uh-huh. Okay. And Isaac will say, all right, how about I take the lead? Follow me. And he crosses the party to Lord Mentor and... Lord Frikers, and he doesn't let go of your arm and is kind of pulling you up to them. Okay, Jalen's a little reluctant on this, but I'm like, okay, she's not going to show that she's putting up a fight. And as you get close, 
Uh, you can hear Lord Fryker saying, the Porninos didn't give any one of their prized horses at this funeral as a gift. Not one. You know they're going to give every one of them to you, and that is gauche. You absolutely should turn them down. Lord Mentor kind of sees you guys stepping up and says out of the corner of his mouth, sometimes it's good to be king. And he steps forward and says, Isaac, I haven't seen you since you were knee high. And Isaac says, I've seen quite a bit of you. And he extends his hand. And Lord Mentor is like, he gives them this really confused look. Like, what was that? Yeah, Jalen's trying not to wear that confused look because she doesn't know what that means either. (laughs) They shake hands. And then Isaac says, horses, you say? Lord Fryker says, it's it's nothing for you to worry about. And Isaac says, I like horses. And Lord Fryker kind of looks at him and gives him a like, you can't possibly be this stupid kind of like look on his face. And then he says, um, I'm going to go and talk to someone else. And he turns and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to dress it up. And Lord Mentor will look down at Isaac and say, have you met my daughter? And Isaac says, yep. And Jalen go, but I'm sure you'd like to say hello. That's okay. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, I do. I do want to meet your daughter. And Lord Mentor is kind of, he has this like, I can't believe this is conversation is happening. <laughs> like look on his face. He kind of takes control of the situation in, in like a, almost a practiced politician way and like wraps a hand around Isaac's shoulder and pulls him in for like a, a you know, a buddy buddy and kind of pulls him away from you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> walks him over to young Harriet. And Harriet is sitting in a, a nice chair and he walks up and says, Harriet, I'd like you to meet Isaac Evans. And Harriet says, oh, the wizard boy. And Isaac quirks his head a little bit and says, yes, the wizard boy. I think we can say he's just a wizard now, can't we? Yes, we can. I'm sorry, Isaac. I didn't mean to imply that you were immature. These people are jerks. Isaac kind of leans in like towards her ear and then and then brings it in real close, like uncomfortably close to her ear. And whispers something. 17. A 17, you don't quite pick up the words that he's saying, but the the body posture he has positioned himself with, he's got like a real irritated kind of edge to it. And you're guessing this is some sort of like intimidated ploy or maybe a, like a na-na-na-na-na kind of comment. But Harriet immediately, like her eyes kind of flutter a little bit and then she looks at him and then she says, Isaac, I hope you have a wonderful party, and uh, I just want you to know you have my support on all future issues, and please leave. <laughs> how does how does Lord Mentor react to this? Mentor raises an eyebrow, and then Isaac says, I like her, and then walks off. Jalen's going to tag along and be like, what did you say? <sighs> you know, I really can't stand that woman. I, I, I gathered that, but what did you say? Don't worry about it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to obsess over this. What did you say? It's the kind of information that if I say, there probably won't be any negative consequences. But if you said it, there definitely would be. Who is it about? Let's just say she has friends she would like her daddy to know about. Okay. I want to get the bard one glass of our finest wine. Okay. I'm going to put two berries in it. And I'm not going to tell him who it's from. All right. I, for, I forgot. What do the berries do? 
They're gonna make him fart. Oh. He uh he he takes it and does not. He doesn't know it's from me. He doesn't know it's from you, and he doesn't actually think ill of it at all, and he drinks it. So we're not petty at all. We are sixteen. I'm spending this time just watching how people interact and trying to get an idea of like who gets any kind of favor with the mentors and also how Lady Varathy interacts with people. So Lady Varathy actually spends the entire time kind of taking condolence comments from people. And when she's not taking condolence comments, she's sort of sitting in a corner with a an alcoholic drink with Lady Miev. And the two of them are, they look like um, having sort of sad, morose conversation. You also notice that other big trends, no one is talking to Lady Miev. No one is? Just Matron Brathy. No, because Lady Miev is out of favor with Lord Minter. Lord Evans is off talking to Lord Drury. The Masons are being very insular. The Porninos are being very insular. But that's that's about it. I mean, everybody else is just sort of milling. The servants are going everywhere. There's a lot of sort of messages being run back and forth. You're guessing the servants are making a killing today. Isaac, after his exchange with Harriet, We'll say, so Jalen, are we done or do you want to see some more people? Look, Isaac, I don't care. I just, I've got a job to do tonight and that's to make sure that you guys don't make asses of yourself. So why don't you check in with your father? If you get a chance with Matron Verathi, extend your condolences and then do fuck whatever you want. I'll skip dad and go straight to Matron Verathi and he will turn and walk over to her and... He says apparently all the right words because she nods approvingly and Lady Miev and Isaac lock eyes for a little bit and there's kind of a brief conversation there and it's like they know each other really well and then he turns and walks away. Is Malik at the party? Malik is at the party, yes. Okay, so Jalen is going to get going to fetch two glasses of wine and extract Jessica from the social ring that she seems to be doing okay-ish at. She's actually doing really well. Her style socially is just to dominate every conversation and make it about either her or what she wants it to be about. So she's going to extract her and, and hand her both glasses of wine and say, go go up to Malik and offer him one of these glasses of wine and say hi. I think that would be a really good idea. You know, you, you got a really good head for this, Jalen. Thank you. She takes both glasses of wine and turns and combat boot style <laughs> stomps towards Malik. I just pictured Tank Girl. She's, is she wearing heels or is she like... Yeah, probably. Okay. She's way not used to them, but she's good. She's got good balance. But yeah, she she walks straight up to him and he acknowledges her and he she hands him a glass of wine and he looks like he's going to turn it down and then it's in his hand and he's looking a little threatened. <laughs> and a conversation starts. And, and Jalen's going to stay within earshot of... Malik, he has his I'm the prince and I'm at a party face on. And so everything seems rehearsed. He says all of the right words. You have no idea what he's really like. Jessica makes it really easy by completely dominating the conversation. And she turns it very quickly to her favorite hobbies, which includes swords and sword play. Malik is looking slightly uncomfortable. You know, there was also... you. you took that trip to the dressmakers last week yeah okay i i went to the the dressmaker and i got some dresses and shoes there were shoes yeah okay yeah i mean there were some shoes i didn't think they were very functional but you know i guess they fit my feet (laughs) 
and Malik kind of does a um, a big nod. And then he says, well, Jessica, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for coming over. I'm so happy you approached me. I was concerned you wouldn't and did. And I just, I feel so pleased to get to know you better. And he will do kind of like a hand on the elbow, very heartfelt gesture, and then turn and walk away quickly. And Jessica will turn to you and say, well, that went really well. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, you know, um, Jessica, you might pay a little bit of attention to how other ladies are moving. Silfa would be a perfect example. <laughs> or, or her mother. You know, we haven't mentioned your mother, but she is definitely here. Prime example. I mean, don't overdo it this much, but look at Silfa's mother. Look at Vanessa Lunari. Okay, you see how mm-hmm. she's not like charging around? She's sort of flitting. Yeah. You don't have to flit, but you know... You're sort of charging up to people, and in a setting like this, it's really threatening. It looks great on you. The threatening look is so good on you, but you. this isn't the place for it. You're the best sister. All right, I'm gonna Shucks. try. I'm gonna try to do it like <laughs> Mrs. Lenard. I mean, not does exactly it. like that because that's not really you. But you know, you just tone it, just just rein it in a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can do yeah. this. I can definitely do this. Okay. And and then like the conversations you're having. Mm-hmm. Let other people talk. Oh, I, I do. No, I mean. Like, let them talk. Okay. Yeah. I, I, all right. I'll, I'll try okay. it. I'll I mean, try it's it a out. conversation. That means both people, like, give and take. And, and, you, and you do a lot of the talking, or you've done a lot of the talking sort of so far. So, oh, so uh, I mean, just let other well, people. Fine. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I think I'd like to maybe check out the periphery, see who's pairing off with whom. I, w- I was assessing the politics. Sure. Give me a history roll. See if you can pick up on any kind of trends all right with a 21 history or 22 22 history lady miev is definitely on the outs the only person talking to her is the morning matron varathy and no one is going to criticize her in this event basically she's at the bottom of the bottom rung lord evans is basically wandering around brown nosing sucking up to everybody he's a level below most of the people here and so he's acting the part and they seem very happy for it the masons are large and in charge and normally they're not and so this is getting a lot of attention but uh that's that's most of the politics that are about and there's a whole lot of eavesdropping going on we're eavesdropping too so par for the course i'd like to do an insight roll on lord evans sure does he resent his lower status you don't need to roll okay he is ladder climbing and he intends to be in the next status soon. And what it's going to take to get there isn't necessarily clear, but you know he has a plan. And if he can get Jessica or Isaac married up a level, that will probably do it. While Jalen checks all of that out, do you want to go check the periphery with me, Silva? Yeah, around the periphery, you see some people pairing off. Mostly there are servants flirting with lesser nobles and succeeding one thing you do notice is there are two lovely young servants of house varathy dragging cygnus swanson towards a closet oh really yes they're from my house correct one of them may be named freya it is now freya yes uh yes mistress sable what what can i do for you i am going to be entertaining guests in my room tonight for dinner i'll need a table set up as well as uh the food uh perhaps you'll grab your friend there so that you can get it handled quickly yes mistress 
and she jogs back over and puts a puts a hand on Cygnus's chest and says, "Wait for us there. We'll be right there." And my eyes roll so hard you can hear them. Two of them sort of giggling,ly frolic off towards your room to set up your table. Silpha is right behind Sable. Cygnus, with no ladies leading him off, is pretty drunk and sees you both. I am giving him the iciest of icy glares. I think he will misinterpret that in his drunkenness and start stumbling towards you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm giving him the shake of the head is like, don't you know, I have no idea what's going on in your mind, but you better stop. He should be recognizing the cold fury radiating off of Silpha. Um, I don't know if he recognizes the cold fury, but he recognizes Silpha. And so he'll like stumble towards you. Silpha, you're here too. I was looking for you. Oh my gosh. Did you see my performance? Yes, Cygnus. Everyone saw your performance. It was amazing, wasn't it? This is a funeral, Cygnus. Yeah, I know. It's the best funeral. The best funeral, I think, of a generation. This is an amazing party. And I got to perform at it. Me, Silpha, me. Isn't it what you always wanted? My eyes are going between him and Silpha. Just like, I'm waiting for the magic missiles to fly. <laughs> Silpha's mouth is, is pretty much drawn into this like flat line. Her her like, her like cheeks are bright red. There's white hot hate radiating <laughs> off of her. You know, Silpha, we should hang out. I can show you all of the best things I've learned on my loot. Oh, it's it's interesting you would want to talk to me now again, Cygnus. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're pretty great sometimes. And then he, he like leans in for a little kiss on the cheek for Silpha. And she puts out two hands, claw grabs his shoulders and oh is pushing him away. No, Cygnus, I don't want to talk to you. Oh, okay. I suggest, why don't you take a nice long walk straight into the thorns? I never want to see you again. Oh, all right. That's, that feels a little unnecessary, but okay, yeah. Um, He turns to like walk away. Was that was that actually a suggestion? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see if he commits slow motion suicide. That would be a two. So he, he kind of turns and like, yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've drank too much. I need to I need to clear my head. And he starts walking off. So did you really just send him into the thorns? No. Okay. Okay. Oh my god. I'm looking a little like maybe I'm not sure. I'm kind of watching the Is he wandering toward the thorns? Um well, he's leaving the house. Yeah. Is, is he farting his way towards the thorns? <laughs> he's leaving. He's farting his way out of the house, for sure. I'll grab one of the male servants by uh-huh. the elbow as yeah. they're passing and say, "Make sure he doesn't do something stupid like wander into the thorns or something. He's pretty drunk." He's drunk and incredibly stupid. As you are leaving the party, Jessica comes running up to you. Hi. I heard a rumor from Isaac. Uh-huh. The poor Nino family is going to give six horses to Lord Mentor. That's their attempt to seal up this marriage contract. And I would like you tonight to make sure they don't have six horses by morning. Jessica, how do you want me to do that? Sure, you can come up with something. You're smart. As our camera pans away, our three little maids head off to bed. We see Silpha wipe blood from her lip, realizing in her frustration with Cygnus she'd bitten herself and drawn blood. It occurs to her that Cygnus did act strangely when she told him to take a walk in the thorns and never speak to her again. Was that a suggestion spell? Is blood magic really so easy to cast? Yes. Yes, it is. 
that's our show for today. Thanks, folks, for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. When we get a new one, it basically makes our whole week. So we all gather around and we read it, and then we send text messages about it for the rest of the day. So do us a favor, throw in a rating and review. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson from My Pet Machine and Julie from Elaborate Flight of Fancy. Todd did our music and Julie did our logo. You can find them both on Facebook. All right, find out what happens next time when our funeral continues on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. try my best as well thank you <laughs> you should pay my friends <laughs> well guess who Jalen's hitting up next to <laughs> be like you guys gotta help me <laughs> oh yeah my place not full <laughs> have I told you about this tombstone in my chest dealing with a practiced courtesan wait she's a courtesan uh courtier that's courtier. the word I was looking for <laughs> yeah. They're very That's different. Little... I know they sound similar. <laughs> Courtesan is more like Silpha's mother. Yeah. Um, sorry. You're dealing with a practiced courtier. <laughs> <laughs>